Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. The big news out of Washington these days, which is to say news that the media is paying attention to, is all about health care, a federal budget, immigration, and, oh yeah, how football players should act while the national anthem is being played. But, as we've mentioned before, it's often the things that don't hit the front page or the top of the news feed that will affect us in the digital world, usually not for the better. Our leading candidate of that sort at the moment? It's the renewal of Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 1978, Amendments Act of 2008. That's a real mouthful. And unfortunately, it's us Americans who'll be the ones choking on it. We've mentioned Section 702, as it's known, on previous programs. This section of the law authorizes the National Security Agency to conduct surveillance, including of electronic data, emails, phone calls, and so forth, to produce intelligence collected outside of the United States that might adversely affect the national security of the U.S. Sounds about right. After all, the key word here is foreign. In fact, one part of the act specifically says that, quote, an acquisition authorized may not intentionally acquire any communication as to which the sender and all intended recipients are known at the time of the acquisition to be located in the United States, end quote. That sounds pretty sensible, too if only it were true. Edward Snowden's revelation showed that in many different NSA programs that this part of the act was clearly being violated, and subsequent information has come out since about the conduct of this so-called foreign surveillance. In fact, it turns out that even the judges on the secret court that's supposed to approve the surveillance activities have often not been told about the to put the term politely, interpretations of the law that the NSA has often used to justify violating what is a pretty plain English statement in the law concerning the collection of electronic information of Americans located in the U.S. who are suspected of nothing at all. This is not news. This has been going on for years. And for years, Congress people who are supposedly overseeing the work of the agencies funded by us U.S. taxpayers, have been asking about this provision of the law and have been, again, to put it politely, stonewalled by the NSA and the intelligence community. What is news is that the provisions of this act have to be renewed by the end of 2017 or they'll expire. Civil liberties groups and quite a few Congress people see this as an opportunity to modify Section 702 so that the personal electronic information of Americans located in the U.S. is not collected and stored and made available to other government agencies on what seems like a fairly routine basis. This is a pretty big deal. But even though the deadline for renewal of the Act is coming up, there's little public awareness of the act and how it's being used to, again, putting it politely, spy on the communications of Americans who are suspected of no threat to national security whatsoever. The NSA freely admits that it does sometimes collect the electronic communications of Americans. 
This happens, according to the NSA, if an American is communicating with someone outside the United States. The NSA refers to this as, quote, incidental communication. Fair enough. That seems like something that could happen. The law says that if it does happen, the information collected on Americans should be deleted. Whoops. Seems like that doesn't happen. And whoops. It also seems like the NSA allows other agencies like the CIA and the FBI to paw through that information, which is also not authorized by the law. All right. So, how many people's personal information, love letters, trade secrets, and anything else that's transmitted electronically these days is actually vacuumed up by this collection of, quote, incidental communication? That is a question that Congress people have been asking for years. And for years, various directors of national intelligence have said that they're trying to figure that out and will get Congress that answer just as soon as they can. Congress has never gotten an answer to that question, despite asking it in hearings and sending written requests over and over for at least seven years. This stonewalling has led some observers to think that the number might be beyond, quote, incidental, and might possibly even involve collecting data in which both senders and receivers are in the United States. Against this backdrop, Senator Ron Wyden in June of 2017 asked Dan Coates, now the Director of National Intelligence, the following question. Quote, Can the government use FISA Act Section 702 to collect communications it knows are entirely domestic? End quote. Mr. Coates replied, quote, Not to my knowledge, it would be against the law. End quote very clear and very reassuring. Until the next day. That's when the director's office put out a, quote, clarifying statement that basically said Coates was answering a question that was different from the one that Senator Wyden had actually asked. There commenced a flurry of back-and-forth correspondence in which Wyden asked for an answer to the question that he actually did ask. Ultimately, what Coates wound up saying is, quote, After consulting with the relevant intelligent agencies, I concluded that releasing the information you're asking to be made public would cause serious damage to national security. End quote. In other words, whether the National Security Agency is actually operating according to the law that authorizes it to act is classified information. If that answer is accepted and stands, it essentially means that we, the people, through our elected representatives, have no way of knowing whether laws that are passed in our name are actually being observed. That, as philosophers often say, does not seem right. And since the law that we're talking about apparently can be used to vacuum up our personal and business electronic voice and data communications, Without our knowledge or consent, this certainly has an effect not only on our digital world, but on our lives in general. Even in the midst of the blather coming out of Washington about budgets and health care and immigration, all important topics, it's worth following the progress of the renewal of this Section 702 law. 
A bill has already been introduced to not only renew the law as it stands, but to make that renewal permanent. If you have thoughts about whether that would be a good idea, you might want to let your elected representatives know that you're watching and that you care about what happens to the law since it affects all of us. We'll do our best to keep an eye on what happens to a law that we aren't allowed to know about right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. (laughs) 